Welcome back for another episode, everyone. It's great to be with you. It's Dan, a.k.a. VanCanFan75, and I hope you all had a really nice and safe week. I played some pond hockey this weekend. It may have been the first time I laced up the skates in around a year, and it was so good to be back. And it's good to be back with all of you as we spend another episode getting to know a bit more about jersey collecting. This week, we sit down with a past intern and social media marketing specialist at a company a lot of us know for specializing in authenticating, appraising, and selling game-worn sports memorabilia, Migray. We talk to Waterbottle, who reminds us all that good things, in her case a college choice and a job, can come from being addicted to hockey and collecting hockey jerseys. We hear why a trip to the Migray head offices is a must for any collector and see if she can stick handle through our Penguins-based trivia. Waterbottle and I are both big fans of the NHL. She's a huge Penguins fan. I'm a huge Canucks fan. And we're certainly happy to see the season back underway. Like, don't get us wrong. Um, But another pro league in hockey that is getting underway that you should all know about as well is the NWHL, the National Women's Hockey League. And if you don't tune in soon, you'll miss some incredible hockey. So by the time this episode airs, the first six games of the season have been played in a season that's only going to last the next 10 days. And you can check out the action in a few ways. So I'm going to let you know. You've got this week to find the NWHL on Twitch. And after the regular season concludes, the first ever games of pro women's hockey, rather than international women's hockey, are going to be aired on live major U.S. cable TV on February 4th for the semifinals and February 5th for the finals. And it's a huge achievement um, in women's hockey, aside from their and the pandemic situation going on, this is a really big critical point financially for pro hockey uh, for women in North America. And that's because unlike the, the other leagues like the WNBA, which has been a part of the NBA ecosystem since its inception, the NWHL isn't affiliated with the NHL and is the only remaining pro league in U.S. and Canada after the other league, the Canadian Women's Hockey League, folded in spring 2019 due to financial duress. And so players from that league, among the best in the world, are still practicing, but they have organized themselves into regional training hubs while they work towards the creation of a new, more financially stable pro league Um, And they're practicing in groups together called the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association, or PWHPA. Conversely, the NWHL, the other league still surviving, it doesn't and never did pay their players a living wage. But they are hoping through the success of this recent TV contract that their fortunes will change. The league's commissioner, Tyler Tuminia, said in a press release that announced this deal with NBCSN Telecast that, um, as we've seen with the WNBA and National Women's Soccer League in 2020, 
When women's major league sports leagues are given a strong showcase, viewership is increased and countless new fans connect with teams and players. So anyone out there listening who has access to Twitch or NBCSN who is looking to inspire some other girls to play hockey, or you just want to catch some great on-ice action, tune in. You can also get to Twitch to watch the NWHL's games through the NWHL's website, www.nwhl.zone. So need some tips on who to watch? I would say the Boston Pride is a good place to start. They went 23-1-0 last season. Um, I'd also, it's also interesting, um, the league is more competitive this year because a lot of those players that were part of the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association have now signed up into the uh, NWHL and have made the league a little bit more competitive and that's evidenced right off the bat because there's a lot of them that went to the expansion team the toronto six and they've got a really fighting good fighting chance here this year Um, but my pick is not sleeping on the minnesota whitecaps they were the lone team to beat boston last year and today uh when i'm recording this they just came back from a 5-1 deficit to beat the toronto six in a shootout So make sure to catch some NWHL action this week and support women's hockey. Now, before we turn our attention to our first female guest on the pod, I want to give a shout out to some other women who have made some notable firsts in sports this past year. So shout out to Sarah Thomas of the NFL for becoming the first female on-field official in 2015 and now becoming the first woman to officiate a Super Bowl next month. Alyssa Nacken of the San Francisco Giants became the first woman to coach on field in an MLB game. And very recently, Becky Hammond was the first to serve as a head coach in a regular season NBA game. Kim Ning was announced as the first female general manager in MLB history in April when she took over duties in the Miami Marlins organization. And Certainly, hockey fans won't forget on January 26, 2019, Kendall Coyne Schofield became the first woman to compete in the NHL All-Star Skills Competition. And my last shout-out goes to Sarah Fuller. She was the first woman to suit up in a Power 5 football game when she was the kicker for Vanderbilt this past college season, and In her post-game interview, she had some very inspiring words for young girls and women out there. Well, Sarah, you made history today. The first female to ever play in a Power 5 football game. What emotions are you feeling now that you've reached such a milestone? Honestly, it's just so exciting. And the fact that I can represent, like, the little girls out there who wanted to do this or, you know, thought about playing football or any sport really and it encourages them to be able to step out and do something big like this so it's awesome we were all patiently awaiting the entire first half hoping we'd get to see you take the field but you come out after halftime you take the field for the kickoff what was your mentality in that moment honestly i was just really calm uh the sec championship was more stressful (laughs) if i'm gonna be honest um but i was i was really excited to step out on the field and do my thing so Throughout this week, as the story has gained prominence and taken to the headlines, I know you felt a sense of responsibility to use this platform for something bigger than yourself. 
What message do you hope was conveyed by your involvement today? I mean, I just want to tell like all the girls out there that you can do anything you set your mind to. Like you really can. And if you have that mentality all the way through, like you can do big things. So. Well, Sarah, you paved a new path today and it was amazing to witness. Congratulations. Thank you. Today, I have the pleasure to be joined by Water Bottle, aka Bottle. <laughs> and I just wanted to say thank you so much for hopping on today with us to have a discussion about jerseys and the penguins, I'm guessing, and a little bit of history of you. So just say hi to all of our listeners out there. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me, honestly. Oh, well, again, thanks for coming on. And it's it's great to talk to all spectrums of the uh, Jersey addiction people out there. And <laughs> you're somebody that I've wanted to talk to for a while just because of your um, activity through the Jersey community on Reddit and, and Discord specifically on the R Hockey Jerseys Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, so take us through your you know experience coming into discovering hockey jerseys and how you went from zero to a hundred real quick. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think kind of just starting with how I found out about hockey in the first place. Um, it was, I think it was really organic, you know, nobody in my family watches hockey, you know, being like an Asian woman, it's really not that common. And my parents honestly thought that when I started getting super into hockey, that I was doing it for some boy. And they were constantly asking me, like, who's the guy? Who's the guy? Like, you must be watching all this for a guy. But it was like, no, I just, I look, maybe it was, it was for Sidney Crosby. I saw him on TV <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and that was it. But um, I think I started off, like many of us start off, where I just wanted one jersey. I just thought, like, yeah, you know, everyone looks so cool in their jerseys. I just want one to have go to games or just walk around, like, campus or something like that. And I had almost convinced myself to get, like, a DH gate fake like I had almost done it because I was looking at the photos and I was like they look so close to the real thing I was telling my roommate like there's no way there's no way I'm like that stupid to spend like uh, like hundreds of dollars on an actual jersey like come on now I don't have that (laughs) and like a week later I'm forced to eat my words because I discovered the hockey jersey subreddit and once I saw everyone shit talking the jerseys and I saw the difference I was like I can't I really can't do this to myself and it's all gone downhill from there yeah, I mean, downhill or uphill, depending on your perspective. And I, I get yeah, what you I mean, though. It's like, I remember when I was like, oh, my my jersey, like, upper limit uh, allowance is like 60, 65 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe these people, like, are spending that amount of money. Like, what's what's the deal? And these look fine. And then all of a sudden, I think I bought something like the other day where it was over 200 and I didn't even blink about it. I was just like, yep, that makes sense. That's a great price. Oh, my God, what a steal. And I'm just like, wow, times have really changed. Yeah, I think in the beginning, I was what many people do where I was going for a lot of like quantity over quality. Mm -hmm. But I was really happy with that because I loved having all these different types of jerseys I could wear every single day. And I loved having no matter what team it was, if I just thought it was cool, I wanted it and it was going to be pretty inexpensive because I can fit very small sizes. So I was buying youth size jerseys or like women's size jerseys. It didn't really matter to me. So 
I love that. And then I would always think like, yeah, you know, Maine Canada is cool, but maybe like in the future, it's like pretty expensive. It's hard to get. And then like weeks later, I like have it. I'm like, oh, I can't go back. Like I'm right. stop now. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no argument here. It's the same problem with me. I had quantity over quality. I was doing, I was very hell bent on going for 31. And along the journey, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, what I'm going to do is when it gets to the team, I, I'm just at least what I'll do is I'll go for like the obscure third jersey or something. So it turned into like, oh, I'll get a uh, Coyotes jersey, but it'll be like the original Coyote. Or oh, I'll get yeah. the Flames, but it'll be the Horsehead one. Mm-hmm. And that made it seem like I was doing like pool ones and quantity. And then I got my hands on a CCM authentic and I was like, oh no, this is like a gateway drug. Like a, there's no going back at this point. Like I can't it's do that. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> right. Uh, so like, are you kind of going through this transition where you're kind of trying to purge a set of your collection and move towards like something greater? Um, actually at the moment, I think that my collection is really at, a good point and it has been for the past few months. I did a huge purge back in July where I sold off about like actually like 50% of my collection. I think I went from over 40 to around or over 45 to around 23 to 24. And I'm just really happy with where it is right now. I mean, I don't, I own, a, I still own a lot of um, Indos or youth jerseys, things like that, but I'm just pleased with kind of the selection before I had like so many leaf and Canadian jerseys for some reason. Um, but now it's mostly, mostly penguins jerseys. There's some like made in Canada that I'm like, I don't know the stuff I have now I'm so happy with, and I'm so content with my collection that I actually don't really have a drive for more jerseys at the moment. Unless that's, something pops up. That's like my dream to feel like <laughs> finally content where I can just be like, now, what do I feel like doing versus now, what do I need right now? Yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think the the hunt for me, searching for grails, was really last year, um, where at first my grail was totally a, a Crosby Ramuski. That was like, I was so obsessed with that grail. Now, I, I, when people say grail, I think that that's a pretty controversial term in the community because people go like, oh, how can an Indo be a grail? Like, you can get that easily. Um, but you know what? If it's your grail, it's your grail. And for me, it was my Ramuski, and I so desperately wanted one that I genuinely went up to people at Penn's games and was like, I'll give you $200 for the jersey you're wearing. Whoa. You were like, really right desperate. Now, yeah, I was like, I will give you cash for that because they don't sell these anymore on the, on the right. store. They haven't since like 2006. So I legitimately was like, look, like if you want 200 cash, I'll Venmo you more. Like we can do this. Um, but I'm really pleased with how it actually turned up. Uh, I think many, you know, typically guys having girls come up to them, paying them money (laughs) to take their clothes off would be a like, yeah, all right, let's do this. Did you get anyone to actually like follow through on that? Or are they all like, are you crazy? What's going on? (laughs) No, the two people that I asked were actually women. They were um, were like 65 year old women, like. (laughs) <laughs> and they did not want to give me their jersey. <laughs> I think I would have had more luck with the guy, I'm t- like, to be honest. Like, definitely, like, these women were, like, look, this is, like, the one jersey that I own, and I'm going to keep it, like, forever, basically. Which, like, that's me, you know? Mm-hmm. To, to me at a game and offer me 200 on my family, you the jersey. 
There um, seems to be a ton of people that really like when they zero in on their favorite player, then going as far back before their pro career as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I know Sask Stars fan wants to do like a Prince Albert jersey with Mike Madonna on it. I've got a Patrick Kane jersey from when he played for the London Knights in the oh, OHL. Yeah. It's a and- beautiful jersey. I almost bought a Patrick Kane London Knights jersey a few months ago for about like $70 on eBay. Um, just to match my roommate, right? My roommate, I got her into hockey and she immediately <laughs> became a huge Mata fan, Oli Mata. And okay. so she has his London Knights like jersey, so... That's pretty cool. I like how you've paid it forward. You're enabling others now. Oh, 100%. She would have never, (laughs) ever gotten into hockey or even thought about it. Like, she resisted going to a game for the longest time. But, like, the first game she goes to, we go down to the ice for warm-ups. She sees Ole Mata, and it's it's gone from there. Like, she's done. She is forever a fan. That's amazing. I mean, when I talk to people, they tend to say how they got into the game um, and it's usually a few answers only. And the most common is, well, it was at this level. But then when I finally went to a game and experienced the atmosphere and everything that a game brings, it was like, I'm hooked at that point. What was it like for you? Um, my first game was actually in New Jersey. Uh, my birthday gift had been getting tickets to completely overpriced tickets to a pens versus devils game. And it was, it was honestly kind of incredible. It was so much fun to be there and to experience and finally see these players in person for the first time. And I think that really actually solidified my college decision for me at that point. Um, so because, you were you were picking college based off of how many <laughs> games you could go to easily? No, I'm not going to lie. That is a, almost exactly what happened. I had other reasons. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to go to my state school because I was thinking like all of my high school goes to my state school and I really want to branch out and just have a completely new beginning and have new experiences. Like I don't want to stay around here. And I, I'm not going to lie. It was a huge thought in my mind. Like I'm going to go to Pittsburgh because this is where the Penguins play. I'm going to see Penguins games. And if it's good enough for the Penguins, like it's good enough for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, I just, <laughs> I like how your parents must have like a very warped <laughs> sense of why you do things. And then if they're like, we're really aware how hockey is driving your life. <laughs> like It's kind of great. Um, like, did you just turn on a game one day? Like, in your house and we're like what is this sport or who kind of showed you what hockey was yeah it was definitely i was just scrolling through like tv channels and i just randomly stopped in a hockey game and like instead of just flipping off as i usually would i just stayed on and watched for a bit and i was honestly just like fascinated i'd never actually sat down and watched a hockey game before and i was so impressed by all of it um and from then on, I immediately just started like Googling it, searching out more games. And it happened to be a Pens versus, um, I think, Rangers game. That was like the first one I watched. And I immediately was like, yes, like the Penguins. That's where it mm-hmm. started. That's really cool. I, uh, I think it's probably neat, too, from when you went to a game. One of the main things that happened to me when I started going to games is like, I pride myself on playing for a lot of years so I could watch a game and follow the puck pretty easily. But there are skills on display that you can only appreciate by being in person because the sport moves so fast. Mm -hmm. Then you start recognizing 
oh my God, these guys just pass the puck to a general area and there's so much of the puck that's wobbling and the sticks are like moving so fast to control it that you can't see that on TV. And it just like elevated my respect level for those guys so much more. Um, Oh, in terms of speaking to people who've played and who can really speak to the level of play and the quality, um, have you ever spoken to the real Z? No, I definitely want to though. I, he's been enjoying our holiday Christmas jingles that we've been putting out. (laughs) I have been too, but the real Z, um, actually a lot of people may not know this, but he had a professional tryout with the Rangers, if I recall correctly, either Rangers or Devils, but he has like a Jersey from when he actually played for them. Nice. That's a, that's a much more cost-effective way to get an MIC. That's for sure. (laughs) Just be very, very good at hockey. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got a game worn because I play for the team. Um, and it's my that, game worn. <laughs> that's really cool, though. Um, I didn't know that about him, so I definitely will have to hit him up. I didn't really get to that level. I think. Yeah, I think a lot of people, a lot of people may mm-hmm. not know that about him because he doesn't. He doesn't talk about it that much. You know, ho- hockey players tend to be a little bit more humble. Um, not saying all of them are, but. Uh, I've noticed that that's another reason I love the sport. The athletes Mm -hmm. are more accessible. Um, They seem to be a little bit more grounded. They're not making as much money as the other sports. (laughs) So maybe that has something to do with it too, but uh, it's cool. Like the concept of being able to approach Alimata seems way more accessible than trying to approach like Tom Brady, for example. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. So that's interesting. And, and so like, did people just start seeing you show up in the discord and they were like, we will, we will like shepherd this person towards full on addiction. And were you very like (laughs) out of the gate being like, I need your help. Or were people just like recognizing and just started being like, I want to help you because I want you to talk about the Jersey community a little bit. I think it's a great place. And I just want your experience of what you went through. I've been really lucky to meet uh, a lot of the people from the Discord in real life. Um, oh. Yeah, so I think I've met quite a few of them, especially like, for example, the real Z is such a fun guy to go to games with. So FYI, if you ever get the chance, uh, awesome. Okay. And especially going to Pit, um, Pit Gang is real on the server. There's definitely a lot of us who are based in Pittsburgh or a lot of us who actually went to the university. So, for example, uh, Joe, Ocelot, Entropy, we all go to Pitt. Uh, so we would hang out sometimes, especially Mike he, uh, or Entropy. He lives, um, he was my neighbor. <laughs> he oh. lived, yeah, he lived a floor below me. So every time we had a mail day, we'd go pick up our mail days together. And then like um, on the weekends, we just like fuck around with, with my roommate and we just like put on a ton of different jerseys and just take some like dumb photos together. Um I love that. I just like the idea that the dorm room hallways turned into a fashion show runway. It absolutely was. It absolutely <laughs> was. And I've been, I feel like so lucky in that I've been able to have like, it's, it's fun to share it online, but it's even more fun to have somebody in person who you can just like see their mail day in person immediately. And then you like, you try on their mail day, they try, they try on yours. Like you're swapping jerseys around and it just adds this extra element or even when we do like a little heist, you may know about some of the heists that we've had on the Discord, such yeah. as the like like the like the Pitt Stadium Series practice jerseys. Um, those were in some random mall in in Pittsburgh, and I just 
like t- took a like took a lift over there and Ocelot showed up a few minutes later and we just bought out the whole store. <laughs> Completely we just said we'll literally take the rack. It was like uh like a thousand six hundred or something like that for the whole thing. And just went back to the dorm room, start setting up everything, start getting everyone's uh, addresses and shipping them out. Wow, that's really cool. It's like um, you don't even need to get in touch with everyone ahead of time. It's like, I know this is going to be what people want. And I know that I'm the proxy that can make this happen. So um, just in everything you were saying, that's just awesome because I, I got to tell you, like, my roommate's my wonderful girlfriend, but she grows up in a place that doesn't even get ice ever during the year. So the concept of hockey is new to her. And I can't, I can't explain to her what dimples are with her to appreciate it, right? Like to the level that just the community can. So that's why I love having people that when I am excited about something, they are excited with me. It mm-hmm. makes it such a better experience. Um, yeah, because people, people get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I'm not alone. I found my people. This and I'm is not this crazy. Is for no, we're crazy. This, like, we just <laughs> found a lot of people that are equally <laughs> crazy, crazy to make us. The yeah. same brand, the same brand of crazy. <laughs> so, I mean, which came first, chicken or egg? Like, did you kind of become very, very into this? And then you started looking up an internship at... Uh, migray or was it like more yeah for sure I pretty much kept it under wraps you know I didn't want to say anything until like I even knew it was possible because I knew they'd had internships in the past but they don't have anything on their website um, regarding internships so you know what I'm a big believer in just go for it just shoot your shot see what happens you know the worst thing someone says is no so I got together I I got, I actually got a trial of LinkedIn premium so that I could, um, private message people who work for the nice. company. And I just private messaged three people. And I said like, Hey, I'm really interested in being an intern here. Uh, is there anyone that I should speak to? Are there any kind of opportunities? Things like that. Eventually someone did get back to me who I later found out was Bob Gray, who is the, one of the founders of Migray. Okay. And he just gave me, um, Barry, Barry Mizell. So he gave me his email and he said, you know, email Barry. I emailed Barry basically the same spiel, except I included my resume. I included a full cover letter that I had written for it. And, uh, next thing I know, he contacts me. He says like, you know what, like, let's have an interview and have an interview. It's amazing. Honestly, Barry is somebody who I firmly believe should be on so many podcasts because he has the most incredible stories about his time in the industry, not only in the, in the Jersey industry, but also beforehand when he was a reporter and speaking to, speaking to players, like the stories he has about NHL players and who he's like spoken to and uh, like the experiences he had have been, they're so entertaining. You learned so much about the industry and players that you would have never known. Um, Wow. That's always cool. (laughs) Yeah. And we had the interview. We had it here in Princeton. Um, went really well. I mean, he basically told me at the interview, like, look, I, I don't really believe it. I believe in being honest here. Like you have, you have the internship. And I was so excited. That's when I finally uh, said something uh, on the discord, but I didn't fully say anything until I'd actually been to the warehouse and um, visited uh, the office. And I was so happy. People were really supportive. 
that's great. I, I mean, way to take initiative too. I think that's a great story within your story is if you want something like you're saying, go after it. The worst they yeah. can say is no. Within the concept of internship, I'm thinking like, wow, they could have put you in charge of any kind of responsibilities. What were you doing for them? They don't just sell hockey jerseys either. So yeah. were, like, what was going on there? I definitely learned to appreciate and learned just a lot more about other sports than hockey because I did have to um, sort of write commercials and advertisements and marketing emails for uh, baseball, basketball, football, um, golf, like all the things that are for sale there. And it's really interesting. You learn so much about how different like the NBA industry and the NBA game worn industry is from the NHL industry and how different the contracts are, how different um, sales work there. And obviously the, the target demographic is really different for who's buying and how much they're going to spend. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah. And definitely for me, my official title was basically, yes, I'm an intern, uh, social, social media manager. And that meant that I did a lot of the, I sent out the emails, social media posts, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, definitely keeping people uh, up to date on what's going on. Are there any kind of technical issues like there are right now? Um, and also making videos for the YouTube page, because that was something that I really pitched a very early on where I said, look, like people love watching these videos, seeing the warehouse, seeing what's going on, especially during the convention, which I'm so sad. We couldn't have, we couldn't have the summer convention this year. I was really looking forward to it, but, um, everyone wants to see it and we should be filming this, but like the YouTube page hasn't been touched since like 2007 and we absolutely need to change that. Um, Yeah. So you're kind of like this younger blood coming in and being like, guys, um, we need a facelift around here. Yeah, definitely. Like these social media posts, we we need just a little. We can make them like so much cooler, you know. Um, definitely. I got to tell you, if you yeah. need more internships, I could use your help. I don't know what the hell I'm doing on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a skill that I think even I'm working on, I'm, I'm trying to get better at the whole thing, but it's so important, right? Uh, how you brand yourself, how people see your posts and whether they think your post is engaging enough. Yep. Yep. And I mean, just you're trying to convey a certain level of professionalism and it's amazing how, you know, things like an app, if it's not user intuitive within the first few seconds, they immediately uninstall it. And Mm -hmm as more places become available for us to find jerseys, game warns, higher end items, if, you know, the, uh, the website's not up to par, they'll go somewhere else just cause it's oh, sure. not fun to use. So, and, and like, did you go there day one and you were saying my gray or were you saying me gray or may gray think- or what's going on there? I know it's mispronounced. There's a story there. I'm sure. Yeah, I think when I went for my interview, I intentionally said migrate because I had made sure to watch some videos where I heard Barry say, welcome to the migrate group. Mm -hmm. So I desperately didn't, I did not want to get that wrong. And I actually told him that, like, do you know that people say migrate? And he said, no, I didn't realize that. Like, it's always been migrate to me. And I said, yeah, it's because people don't realize kind of the origin story behind the name of migrate. It's because it's uh, Barry Mizell and Bob Gray. It's the two uh, founders, like my gray, connected together. So I think it makes more sense in the pronunciation when you remember that it's just the combination of their last names. Yeah, for sure. I mean, 
cats like that that's actually pretty obvious once you state it but mm-hmm. until you know that it's like oh derp yeah for I sure think it's also because people don't people know um barry barry Mizell, but bob gray is not really like he's not really like a community figure he's not too involved people don't really know his name um i think kind of the story behind that is that um barry and bob came together because you know, Barry had all these connections and he really saw a need in the community. I think one of the, okay, here's one, one of the best things about Barry is that he is really, he is a collector who wants to do good by other collectors. He wants mm-hmm. to protect the hobby. He really wants to make sure that people are getting legit items. And mm-hmm. that was a problem that he saw, I believe in like the eighties mm-hmm. before game worn, like companies were a thing to authenticate everything and make sure that what you're getting was legit. Um, you would say that like it was known that equipment managers from different teams were just like selling off the jerseys like on the low and you did not know whether what you were getting was an actually worn jersey or whether it was just some like throwaway jersey that they were selling you for an exorbitant price and he felt like everyone has a huge problem with right yeah exactly so he felt like i have the connections and and bob has the resources we could really start a company here and make sure that collectors are getting exactly what they think they're getting and uh, that's something that I think I, I really admire. For sure. And has the name um, Joe Tommen ever come up? With oh, your... from, uh, from J&J Distributing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. Uh, that man has gotten too much of my money. But, <laughs> <laughs> but he actually, yes. Um, if... If you are aware, on the Game War and Facebook group, sometimes they run like a monthly Zoom call where a bunch of collectors will join the Zoom call and watch one collector show off his collection. And one such Zoom call was actually with um, Joe. And uh, one of... uh, So Migrate works actually a lot with J&J distributing. And I think that's something that people don't know. But like definitely there are close ties between the groups. Um it's not really like a competitor thing, right? Because it's completely different industries or completely different teams rather. And Joe, I, I believe that we actually send some jerseys to Joe. Okay. Uh, for, for stain removal, things like that. Definitely. Uh, the two use each other for expertise and That's keep, up a, keep up a good relationship with That's each other. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy is when you were talking about, um uh Mr. Gray I I was just thinking about Joe because he also kind of is a guy who is like wait a minute this is wrong I don't want people to like get wrong things and I also want to start creating like a proper way for people to know game warns authentics and he seems to be like pretty focused on the um the penguins but not at the same time, like any Jersey collector, I'm sure there's a team that he's like most interested in, but then there's like a whole other set there yeah. that you're just like, Oh my God, you have a game ward Bobby Orr from the Blackhawks uh, and the seen, Bruins. What the hell? <laughs> like, if you've ever seen Joe's collection, it's incredible. Some of the things that he has. Um, yeah. Some of like, I think he has like a, like a Montreal Maroons Jersey. He has a couple of like the really, really old jerseys there. And I think what's the difference between Joe and some uh, and J and J distributing and Migrate is that for Migrate it's like a full company, you know, it is mm-hmm. um, it is a company, it's a business. But for Joe, it's a lot more of a hobby for him. Mm-hmm. 
And I think you can tell that from like kind of his website or his email. I mean, you're emailing his funeral uh, email. Um, right. Like for, his, for people who don't his, know, he yeah. is, he, I believe he's a funeral director. And when you email him, it's like Joe Toman at funeralhomes.com. It's something like that. And, That's awesome. So it's like, am I, <laughs> is this the guy that like, you know, I talk about in passing, yeah. I'm going to get buried in my jersey. Is this guy actually going to bury me in my jersey? Like, Yeah, for sure. I think he would. <laughs> I think he would actually provide that. But um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of like the little difference that for him, it's a lot more of a hobby and it's a good way for him to get a Crosby Jersey every single year. Right. He yep. wins the, uh, he wins the bid for the pens jerseys and he can just add like a little Crosby to the collection, which is such an amazing thing to say. Oh, for sure. I mean, is, I know you say your, your collection's pretty content right now, but you know, do you have, a, a no, new okay. grail or anything <laughs> it's it's like a really subtle grail something that i could chase my like whole life um, okay but it, it definitely is a crosby gamer and it doesn't have to be like a full season gamer i don't think i really want to drop eight and a half to ten thousand fourteen thousand on a um crosby gamer but like you know what i could get one of his like charity warm-up jerseys i'm down for that like mm. I, I would totally be fine with that if I had the cash, like I could allocate like four thousand towards that, and and feel like this is this is the pinnacle of the collection for sure. Yeah, I, I, I truly believe that somewhere out there in my mind there is a real jersey that's like, yep. If you ever got this, you can actually stop calling the next one afterwards your next grail. Like that would actually be the grail. And it's unfortunate that you and I just happen to like some of the greatest hockey players ever <laughs> to have played the game because there's no way in hell I'm ever going to spend. I don't know if you saw it, but there was a game worn Wayne Gretzky jersey from his rookie oh my year. My goodness. And it went on for auction. And the thing when I looked at it was already in the 600,000 range. And I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> you know <laughs> never what? At mind. Least you're, <laughs> like, at least you're not like a LeBron James fan. I mean, right. I think he had a jersey. Or a Mike in... Trout, you oh. know, like that baseball <laughs> card that sold for millions of dollars. And ironically, there's Wayne Gretzky. He used to own the Honus Wagner a little while. Oh. And then also, I don't know if you know, but um, a Wayne Gretzky rookie card just went up for auction recently and it's the first time a, a hockey card has sold for over a million dollars that's crazy i mean that's just another world you know i'm it is. i'm nowhere in that plane of existence where i can drop any kind of money like that so yeah there's like fuck you money and then there's no fuck you money and <laughs> there, like <laughs> there's money where you have too much money to give a fuck so yeah yeah and <laughs> i'm so within the collecting that I do, I'm always like trying to keep myself relatively responsible. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if we rewind the tape, I did say like less than 20 minutes ago, I used to have an upper limit of $60. And now I just don't even care that things are like 200. Yeah, sure. That's totally reasonable for this. Um, like I got a inaugural uh, CCM authentic Mike Madonna jersey Ooh. the other day. And those things are super rare to begin with. But the reason I love that jersey on the back is because a quick little history on that one is they didn't really know where Dallas or the stars were going to move after Minnesota. <laughs> 
So on the back of their jersey, they just have the CCM and the NHL on the bottom back right, like all authentics do. But they're like this random team that also got to put the Stars logo on the back left. And it's like the only jersey that has that. And it's so cool just for the history. And so I was just like, yeah, I'm going to get that. Oh, also, I played with Madonna's Curve my whole career. And then all of a sudden, like all the things in my head are like, yeah, that's a reason to buy it. Yeah, that's a reason to buy it. And then it's like, now I'm so excited for that jersey. And nowhere a week ago did I ever think, oh, yeah, I'll get a Mike Madonna's CCM authentic. So it's always the small things in jerseys for me, just like that. I, I love like the tiniest little details. And I, I totally relate to the whole like you keep on saying like no way I'd spend that much and then something pops up and you you don't even know what happens but your bank account says you might have spent that much right yeah I mean I got the email that my um reverse retro uh order is shipping because one of the ones I bought was customized to be Alexander Edler uh and I was like super excited. And then the email also included the bill. And I was like, I'm just going to look at the top part of this email, not the bottom. That would be better. Uh, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Ben H sports for, for insisting that I pay um, with like a little advance deposit beforehand, because it really made it hurt less when the second part came in. I felt like, Oh, I'm only spending like $80. Not like I spent 130 earlier. I completely agree. It was like, <laughs> oh, this is kind of like paying in installments. That that's nice. <laughs> I won't add the two numbers together. Yeah. Um and you know the other thing that I think is funny is like you have a favorite player and you have a favorite team and that reputation starts to carry with you. And you meet all these other people that are super helpful. And then they know that your thing is a mm-hmm. Crosby gamer. And so then all of a sudden, like I'm the guy that collects the woolly boy sweaters. So it's so awesome that everyone sends me those yeah. links when they're posted. I fucking love the community for doing that. But it's also really funny because of time zones and stuff. So I'll, I'll wake <laughs> up in the morning after buying a jersey and be like, all right, today I am not going to buy anything. And then I'll look at my messages and two people have sent me something I that know. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. I do want that. And it's like, all right, it's 10 o'clock and I've already dropped 200 bucks. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of love and hate the community for that uh, because everyone's just so helpful, but they're so helpful in draining the bank account. Mm-hmm. Um it's the same thing where a lot of people were tagging me, whether in they were in youth jerseys, youth size jerseys they thought I'd be interested in, or especially for Mata jerseys on the behalf of my roommate who is not on Discord. And just like constantly getting these tags, I'd be like, thank you so much for tagging. I just feel like I just bought something and I yeah. can't, I like, I would have bought this last night, but I just bought something. You just tagged me this morning. So it, it's like, that's kind of the best thing about the community is that is how helpful people can be for each other. And it's such a huge resource. I mean, everyone's so active on there that if you had a question, you could pop it in chat and somebody is bound, like three people are bound to have the answer for you to something really obscure. I mean, in like an hour or two yeah we were having like an argument over fucking like dazzle twill versus dazzle embroidery a few months ago like that is so niche that is so so niche and we're just sitting there like that's a conversation to have yeah when i first jumped into like a even more specific thing on canucks jersey collectors i was like Mm -hmm. why is how do 
what do you guys do that you know this information just like complete recall like no problem because they're talking about like how the stitching pattern on a triple layer twill is slightly off because of the needle point. And I'm like, what happened to you? Like, am, am I like a year away from that? Like, is yeah, this you my are. future? You definitely like, are. You definitely are. <laughs> yeah. Everyone starts off thinking it's crazy. And then next month thinking like, man, yeah, I do want to get it customized, but like, I don't think they use the right needle size there. Yep. And it's like, Oh, the perforation on those new, like number jerseys but the perforation is not quite right like the diameter of the circle is slightly off i'm like i have no idea but i trust you and this is why i'm here you it's need funny to save me you know from these mistakes as, as a community it's funny because we've actually gotten to the point where we're so specific about how perfect we want our jerseys to be that they're mm -hmm. not even accurate to on ice anymore like we're so <laughs> we want it to be so close to on ice it's no longer on ice because on ice jerseys if you look up close actually have so many of their own imperfections on them that our perfectly customized jerseys don't compare. For example, if you wanted to create a like a Crosby Winter Classic like 2011 or something like that, I believe that Cutting Edge Sports customized them and they are known for having sort of wonky customization. And if you ever see the gamer up close, it's in my grade, um, you can see the stitching is so sloppy on it. And a collector would be so upset if you went and got your jersey customized and the stitches were floppy and just like random and misplaced but on on the gamer that's exactly how they are that is completely two ice that that's like all over different layers it is that's a great comment because i mean the other thing that we're kind of snobbish about is if as as long as it's not a gamer we also appreciate when it's like super immaculate mm -hmm. and looks like it's brand new but as soon as it's a gamer it's like the more wear and uglier and frankenstein it looks it's almost better it's like the yeah. opposite that you are after but that's a great comment because i never kind of realized that but it's so true like no offense to any of these clubs that are making their jerseys it's just there's a lot of other people <laughs> that have made this their living so they're also very good at it you know mm -hmm. and so it is kind of i don't know i just love that comment um and so like when you're collecting jerseys and stuff i'm gonna pick up on something you mentioned before about like subtle details and and like that have you learned of any that now because you've learned are something you want or you said your collection was pretty happy right now so maybe there's something in there that speaks to that part of jerseys because I got to tell you, I'm that guy. I fucking love the hidden meaning or the subtle thing or the negative space. Kind of curious oh, where yeah. you are on that. Um, yeah, there are definitely jerseys that I've bought or jerseys that I've struggled to sell, even if I don't wear them, because I just love the details so much on them. And I think something that's gotten kind of popular the past few years is the the hanger detail or the inner neck collar. Um, yes. Where there's like text there. I really like that, especially I think on, one of the Montreal jerseys, they have like a quote from like a World War II poem. And I love that. Whoa, or, that's so cool. Yeah, it is a really, it's a meaningful uh, poem. I think it's something like in French, right? Uh, from our hands to yours, like we, we pass the torch. And I think, wow. it's, I think it's from In Flanders Field. I think that's okay. the poem. Okay, but, that would make sense. Yeah, it's, it's a really, I think it's a beautiful message. And I think they have it in their locker wall as well, like on one of the hallways. And something else, also on the Montreal jerseys, actually, I don't know why they're on the mind right now, but on their centennial, I believe it's a centennial jersey, 
um, where they played the game against Ottawa. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the best things for me is that on that silver band on their sleeves is it has all their cup the championships. wins. Yeah, yeah, it has all their cup wins um, stamped on there. And I think it's something that you wouldn't really notice until you see it in person. Yep. If you just see it in a photo, you just see it like a silver stripe. But I that little detail is so cool to me. I'm, I'm never selling that one. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I have that in an auto. That's when I was like, what's the Ottawa Senators jersey I'm going to make or buy to get to 31? It was that one because of that detail. And mm-hmm. at the same time, though, I kind of hate it because it's like, well, you're not the same Ottawa Senators from yeah. all of these championships. <laughs> so you're kind of cheating. But uh, that was a centennial thing, like across the league. So it was on the Red Wings jersey um, as well. And so I was like, oh, okay, you're kind of doing something consistent here. But I mean, not that you asked, but uh, I think, and because you're talking about Montreal, Montreal did a good job with the centennial. They did two years of a lot of jerseys honoring that club's history. Oh yeah. Uh, The 75th year of the NHL, at least what they did was they had every team wear a 75 patch Um, in the hundred year, every team wear a hundred patch. The thing I, I love about the, the 75 year is that all the original six teams had a turn back the clock Jersey, Mm, but in the hundred year, Aside from that centennial situation uh, or, or those games, like the league wide didn't really participate in anything. And that to me is like a huge miss. And I'm very oh, disappointed. Sure. I, I, if there's one thing that I believe that Montreal does well is that it, it honors history really yep. well. Yeah. So if you ever considered trying to chase down like a, uh, a Quebec Bulldogs or a, a Montreal Maroons jersey. Um, I haven't because I feel like I should focus more on like Pittsburgh and things that I really care about. Like I love like modern day Montreal jerseys, but I honestly, I think I peaked at having three or four of them. And I was like, I need to cut down on this. I don't even yeah. like, I don't even watch the Canadians very often. Um, and I, I don't think I would really go for something old school from their history. I'd rather go to like a collector who really has like a connection to it or loves those jerseys and would actually um like pay the price for them for sure yeah that's that's me i'm trying to i'm like i don't want like a um like a a factory made quebec bulldogs i want to find a quebec bulldogs but that's gonna that's not gonna happen it it probably won't ever happen maybe if i know like the tommins personally at that point he might have (laughs) one but it's a it's it's a never-ending hopefully i will one day but i'm not like losing sleep over it because I already assume it's never going to happen. So, um, but it is funny because when, when you're kind of put a Jersey in that, you know, place when it does come up, it's like the greatest day ever. Like, so I hope you're just, you know, cruising. And then all of a sudden someone doesn't recognize that they have a Crosby game and you're like, Oh my God, the day has come. It, I honestly, I need to stop looking at like, old NHL like finished auctions because I believe his like 2019 or 2018 media worn jersey went for like $200 oh wow like nobody bid on it and I just look at it and I just feel like immense regret (laughs) just immense regret oh man oh no I have 
an Eric Lindros media worn uh, Team Canada Olympic jersey, which is, is pretty cool. That's insane. That's insane. I just wish it wasn't Eric Lindros, but well, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, exactly. I was like, this is so dope and very like affordable. I I didn't even pay <laughs> two hundred. I think it was one seventy eight is what I paid for that. Oh my goodness. And I was like, why are not more people? Oh, because Lindros. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Um, people are also really split about um, media worn jerseys. Like some mm-hmm. of the older clubs are a little bit snobby about it. And they're like, oh, it's just media worn. Like, who cares? You know, I want to have a game worn. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I would want a game worn, but I still love the media worn. It's still worn by the player. You can still find photos of them wearing it. Right. Um, or even videos because it is for media day. Right. So I don't mind. That's why I really like the charity jerseys or the ones they wear for warm ups, like the specialty jerseys. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, other collectors really don't care for them. They just want like strictly like the gamer. But I love mm-hmm. how unique they are. I think my absolute favorite thing in my collection, unexpectedly, is my 2019 Dick Sporting Goods like warm up that Brian Dumoulin wore. And I have it hanging up behind me, but I just love it. I, I think it's so much more unique than having like his regular season gamer or something like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's interesting to see how the not just Jersey, but specifically hockey Jersey market has evolved over the last few years, because the concept of having like a one night appropriated warm-up jersey that will then never see the light of day again probably wasn't a concept a couple years ago but because of the market now it's like oh yeah i want that super obscure um like mashup you did with uh dc uh shoe company and released it for the san jose sharks or something like that like Mm -hmm. that brings in a new crowd to hockey jerseys it's like that doesn't belong as a nhl crest like and it's really out there but as like a psychedelic concept warm-up jersey like that's completely appropriate that's that's where it kind of fits in and to me the observation i've made is it's kind of like where the nhl has come to be okay with like the AHL being a little bit more out there and wild with their Jersey concepts and designs and the NHL being more conservative and on brand and needing like a consistent look to a certain extent. They're like, Oh, you need a compromise warm up jerseys do those. And some of them work out really well. That that's definitely been the outlet. I think in terms of Vegas, they they have a little more fun with it for better or for worse with their jerseys. Mm -hmm. And I definitely see, for example, San Jose, when they did yeah. their their series, uh, their like local artist showcase series, I believe it was something along the lines of that, where they had like yep. every night they had like a completely crazy different style of warm up. I think those were amazing. I wish they did more of that where they had like local artists um highlighted by having them design a special warm jersey and even have them, you know, be auctioned off for charity. Hundred percent. I mean we talked to Terry Smith a couple um, episodes ago, who's the guy who designed the original Sharks logo. Mm-hmm. And he was all about doing more of this. And Terry Smith is black as well. And he's really trying to do more with hockey in inclusion yeah. and diversity. And so the concept of him doing like a warm up jersey 
that would then be auctioned off for then like the hockey diversity Alliance is just such a great like thing to do. So the NHL needs to allow that to happen more. I, think. I would love to see the Chicago Blackhawks have um, local native um, native American artists create a warm up Jersey. That'd I would love cool. to see that after all I, the controversy. I love that idea. Yeah. yeah. That's a great one. Um, Hell yeah, man. All right. So <laughs> like that's, it's been a great chat about this. I, I'm kind of glad that um, you're also like someone who likes the subtle um, meanings in jerseys. It just sounds like you've got a lot of reasons to be looking over jerseys, whether it be for your team or for a concept you ap- appreciate. Um, so you cool with us transitioning to like uh, your trivia and stuff? Oh, sure. Okay. Sure. Um, well, I know you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. It's been obvious from what you've been collecting too. And our trivia is the way they work. Uh, they tend to be centered around either the team or your player that you like. So I've got three questions for you. Uh, you just have to get one of them right to win a prize. The prize oh is God. usually something related to your Jersey addiction. So it could be a tub of OxyClean or a patch that you're really after. I don't know, but um, (laughs) we're not going to like talk about prizes before you win. You got to win first. Um, And every time there are three questions, it's just every time the question concept, like it might be multiple choice. It might be true, false. I don't really worry about that um, because for you, I think these will just be fun just to check to see how far back in history you have Not gone very. with your team because <laughs> I kind of run the gamut between present and past on the Penguins. But oh, um, no. let's start with one. I think you might, I might like take the pressure off. Okay. So, um, and, and it's kind of related to what we were just talking about with the Sharks logo. So the Sharks logo, if you look at it, it has a shark and then it has a triangle behind the shark. Right. And Terry told us that the way that that came about was to convey motion. So it looks like there's more going on with uh, the jersey. And if you look at the Pittsburgh Penguins logo, um, they have the skating penguin with a triangle behind them. And so the initial reaction from a designer's point of view is, oh, that's to convey more motion on the jersey, which is absolutely correct. But there's another reason yeah. that triangle is there. And yeah. do you know what that reason is? Uh, that triangle is the, is the golden triangle. To, um, if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, right at the point, which is like Point State Park, it's the shape of a triangle. Um, so it references like that tip of the Pittsburgh area. That's kind of like the nickname for it. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. So <laughs> see, now the pressure's off. Now, now the other two aren't so bad. Uh, but um, congrats, that's that's the right answer. And I love that concept of it. And, um, you know, that triangle didn't really show up for the team until like the 70s. Mm-hmm. And then short after that, in the 1980s, the Penguins go from this blue and white as their main color scheme to in 1980, specifically on January 30th, 1980, the Penguins wore black and gold for the first time. Do you know why they switched from the blue and white to the black and gold that year? Um, I thought that they, I thought that they switched to black and gold because they wanted to 
uh, match the other teams in Pittsburgh, like the Pirates and the Steelers? Yeah, that's that's yeah. correct again. <laughs> the this, the 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 specific reason too is like I thought that was kind of the end of it, but like looking into it a little bit closer, uh, it was that previous year that the Steelers and the Pirates both yeah. won their championships. Yeah, they, they definitely felt like if we should kind of adopt these colors, will it make us champions as well? And kind of, I think what is really special at Pittsburgh, and I wish more cities would do this, is that. Um, all the sports franchises keep the same color scheme. So it, I think it makes a bit of a, like black and gold is like the identity of the city because all the sports teams have the same um, color scheme. And if you go to like a Penn game or if you go to a Riverhound game, like the soccer team here, or if you go to even the Pittsburgh Knights eSports, you will see people um, interchangeably wearing jerseys from the Pirates and the Steelers at the games because it's all the same color scheme. You're here to support the city no matter what team exactly you're wearing it's it's not used a lot by like the rest of the main cities around like franchises that exist in you know philadelphia phillies just you know red and white but orange and white for the hockey team i've i agree with what you're saying i think what ends up happening as to why that isn't more permeated around the league is because things even like colors end up getting tied to ownerships and then it just Mm -hmm. kind of falls apart. Like um, there was a big push for teal out of the sharks because one of the owners was part owner of the Miami dolphins. Uh. (laughs) So like he wanted more like higher ups to know, Oh, I own these two teams. And you know that through the color choice instead of it. Yeah. So I love that what you're saying. I I just know from like a business side of it that it just it can't be done as yeah, easily it, as it used to. I think it's because this started so early with how like I think the the Penguins before they were the Penguins they were the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is why yep. like, when people say oh the Bruins like the Penguins stole the Bruins colors, it's like well the the Penguins <laughs> had it first when they were the Pirates and they played in like the twenties. Yep. Um. So they are reverting back to the original colors. And also because like you want to match your other teams. And as Wiz Khalifa said, like black and yellow, this is, that's the colors of Pittsburgh. <laughs> Never thought I'd get a Wiz Khalifa quote on <laughs> this podcast, but yeah, black and yellow, black and yellow. Yep. Um, nice. And this is what I love about the trivia is it tends to lead to a longer conversation about that topic. So um, I'm going to throw you back now into uh, the this one's trickier for sure that's why it's last um but one of the things i absolutely love about the pittsburgh penguins is just like they have dominated league scoring for so long um because of just you know who they've had on their teams throughout their history dating back from the mid 80s to now oh mario lemieux won his first art ross trophy with the penguins in 1987-88 and Sidney crosby won his last art ross trophy with the pittsburgh penguins in 2013 um, you can't say you can't say last we don't know that i mean we do know his that, latest <laughs> his most recent win of the art <laughs> ross trophy i like how you're keeping me honest is 2013-14 mm-hmm. so we're talking about a, a span in hockey that is over 20 years long 
And in that time period, there's only been about five other players that haven't won, or sorry, five other players not on Pittsburgh that have won the Art Ross Trophy. So in like 24 years, someone from Pittsburgh has won that every year, except for like five times. And I'm just looking for you to tell me any player that has won the Art Ross Trophy that isn't named Wayne Gretzky between 87, 88 and 2013, 14. Um, Yager, Malkin, Ovechkin, the Sedins. There you go. That's what I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what's so nuts to me is like after you take away Gretzky, it was Lemieux and Yager all the way until 2000, 2001. Yeah. And then it was like Aginla, Forsberg, St. Louis, Thornton, like all one-time winners. And then Crosby shows up with Malkin and it goes Crosby, Ovechkin, Malkin, <laughs> and then Malkin, Crosby. It's, it's, it was just like Pittsburgh's enjoyed so much dominance for so long. Uh, I'm jealous, you know? And- yeah. I, <laughs> I, I always think that people always give the pens shit because like i mean you can give a shit it's fine we can take it cry into the cup it's fine i just think it's so cool though that like you've got one era of lemieux and yager and then like a you know when it starts fading out you get a whole second rejuvenation with malkin and crosby definitely have been super blessed with that um when you look back, like especially I'm, I'm I'm now looking at it like a list of Art Ross Trophy winners because I was just like, oh, what are you talking about? Um, yeah, that's insane. I, I didn't realize that um, Gretzky and Lemieux had dominated so much between '81 and uh, like '93 or so. Just going, I, I think that really speaks to the difference in the league today. Um, uh, you, you yeah, can't have this kind of dominance today. Not like this. I mean. Yeah, like, because you're looking it over, it's just insane to me that from 1980 to 1990, Wayne Gretzky won the Art Ross every year, except for two, (laughs) and it was Mario Lemieux. And then when you, like, look at the points they were putting up, like, holy shit, 1985-86, Wayne Gretzky, Edmonton Oilers, points, 215? Are you fucking kidding me? Like... (laughs) You know, that's the year that he got. um, I'm going to I'm going to try to get this right. He got. uh, His like 35th hat trick and he was only like 25 at the time and he had 50 goals that year in the first 39 games. That's insane. It's it's such a different, it was a different, different, different game. Of all the records Gretzky has, he says 50 goals and 39 is probably the one no one will ever beat, which I mean, he's got a lot of records. I don't think anyone will ever beat, but (laughs) I mean, that's a pretty good one to try to chase, but holy, and he, I don't know if you know, but it was, it was not like in a 39 game span, the most he ever got was 50. He started the season that way he got 50 goals in the first first 39 games of the season so it was like holy shit um and that was i i just remember because (laughs) 
I was like a huge Crosby fan growing up and um, loved, I was living in Vancouver when he scored the golden goal um, and it was awesome. I can and, imagine. and like, I remember the year before that Crosby had something like eight goals in the first three games and everyone was like fucking freaking out. They're like, Oh my God, he's <laughs> going to be so good. And I was like running the numbers and I'm like, even that being just three games, it's still not the pace to beat Gretzky. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah, just yeah. like, that's just insane. Just, just, it's hard to conceptualize how good that player is. And it's so much easier when you start needing to look at it from an era point of view. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for like, sure. Goalies were smaller because the butterfly wasn't established in anything. Mm -hmm. It was all very different. So good job on your trivia. You got all three right. I told you you had nothing to worry about. Um, I will throw in a like a a bonus thing in there. Um, I just think it was kind of cool. Um, you know, with you being water bottle, I, I'm curious if uh, and a Crosby fan, can you name the game where Crosby had a shootout? Oh my goodness! Uh, and he goes backhand, and it takes the water bottle off the 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 goal. Do you know what team he was playing against I, when he did I, that? can't name i just all i remember is the water bottle just flying that's yep. it <laughs> that's the iconic it's probably the there. only time i've enjoyed listening to pierre mcguire in my life uh, oh my god because he just laughs so uncontrollably when he goes <laughs> top shelf on the it was his first game in montreal when he did that and Look, uh, i'm just saying i would buy Sidney crosby's used water bottle i would have bought <laughs> I would have bought McDavid's for the meme because like Migrate did auction off one of McDavid's used water bottles. Um, but like it also went for $400 and I can't what? do 400 for a meme. Okay. Like <laughs> that's like, are they expecting to swab that and create like a new I, McDavid? I really, that's what I said. There were some, okay. In the warehouse, there were like some of these like McDavid socks and they were just like normal socks too. Like they were not hockey socks. They were like holy full of holes, really ratty, worn out, like normal socks. And I was like, are these David socks that are on his rack? And I was like, who's going to buy this? That's kind of the same thing when you get like a used jock that comes in. You're like, who is <laughs> buying this? And I don't think we ever put that up for sale. Uh, okay, now I have a whole new list of questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that what happened when you just like went to work? Were you just like see history all around you as like a kid Honestly, in candy store situation or was it, that more rare it is kid in a candy store i mean i 100 percent recommend anyone who's in the area whether you're visiting new york city it's not that far from new york city it's like an hour or so um whether you're visiting new york city or new jersey definitely make a stop by the warehouse and just walk around because i like it is like a kid in a candy candy shop you are so you're so overwhelmed and everybody acts so chill. And like, you know, when you start working there, you start acting chill too, because you see it every day, but <laughs> it's genuinely incredible. It's like you walk right in, in the front door and you see like a whole rack of jerseys just being authenticated that are fresh from the team coming in. You look towards the right and there's just the display case where it's like LeBron jerseys or like Crosby's winner classic gamer, where he like scored the shootout goal. Um, you see the inaugural game jersey for Vegas, like from their very first game. I believe it's like Derek Englund's jersey um, that's sitting in there in the display. Um, and then that's just like the, the entryway. You walk past Barry's <laughs> office, you walk past people's office, and you see just like 
players helmets and like these incredible jerseys you walk up to um you walk up to like people's offices where they're authenticating and you see things that are like sent in by uh privately sent in by collectors to be authenticated and it's like Gretzky jerseys and just the most like stuff that I've only seen photos of that like black and white photos of wow but you're seeing it real life and it's just like sitting on the table um and then when you finally get like you finally look at the warehouse um you guys have probably seen it in some of my photos or videos that I did um especially on the micro youtube channel there are some like photos like walking through the warehouse mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and you can see like floor to ceiling just like one section is like the older gamers from like 2003 all the way up till now um all the ahl jerseys and that's just the jerseys i mean you can walk through and you i'll just like pull out like a an ovechkin gamer or a crosby gamer lemieux yager gretzky whoever you know you could find anyone there um from these incredible games it's it is i think for any any collector it, it it would blow your mind to walk through there and just like pick up mcdavid's gloves or like there's an entire there's like three boxes of mcdavid skates and helmets and gloves and socks and all that and besides all of that i think when you walk around you'll see kind of like small things or large things that are not even jerseys but when you realize what they are you're like blown away like i believe there's like um there's like you walk through there's just like some stalls like locker room stalls it's like mark messier's like stalls <laughs> and you can sit wow. them if you want they're just sitting around there like everywhere is a little bit of history there there's like um a jersey there that i don't believe has been i don't know if it's been authenticated but there are some jerseys there where you, you you're a fan of like the woolly jerseys right uh-huh there's a jersey there it is a woolly jersey. It has it is full of moth holes. It's basically falling apart, and it might be from like nineteen twenties um, leaves. It might be. Holy shit! It's crazy. It's crazy what gets sent in. Um, even things like from the Olympics or like random like Olympics, like the leather jackets that they give to the players and the team or the coaches are there. Yeah, I've got a nineteen ninety four uh, Team Canada team issued. Lillehammer hockey jacket Ooh. and I'm like I love wearing that thing it's so much fun it's such a ice arena jacket <laughs> like it has like all the pockets in the front for your hands and it's like got a rope in the middle to like go around the midsection but it's meant to like go over whatever huge person is in it it's pretty cool um and like, you know, the funny thing about where I live is I walk the dog wearing that thing and no one ever is going to stop me and be like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and that's why, like, I want to have the reverse sensation happen and go to the factory and just like, <laughs> I wonder if like people that work there see someone just like randomly standing there and like frozen in place. And it's like, Oh, it's another one of those guys. <laughs> like... oh, for sure. For sure. They, they definitely see it. And they, you know, it's just like funny to a lot of them. A lot of them are not collectors in any way. And, you know, it's just like a warehouse job to them, which is, you know, how it is. And for them, they're like, look, I think these people are like, I think it's funny that they're spending this much money on, um these jerseys that like, these like 30 used jerseys like, to, the, to them it, it has like no value it's just like a job and if, if i wasn't a collector i would probably think the same thing like, i'd be like wow these people are crazy i still think people are crazy for buying like um 
like hockey cards and that's for mm-hmm. me like it's something that i don't collect so i don't see the value in it so i'm just like man y'all are crazy if you're spending hundreds of thousands on on a piece of paper but then people think i'm crazy for spending hundreds of dollars on uh dirty polyester so yep it's all relative and i mean it's it's such a cool place that uh i think honestly it's probably better if your employees don't have the awareness of what they're like around because it helps with loss prevention most likely um because <laughs> oh, i have cameras a friend, everywhere yeah i have a friend who designs the ea sports nhl game every year and he is the least sport guy i know and so one time i was just talking to him and he like was saying oh i gotta go put the bubble suit on a vander and i was like holyfield <laughs> or kane and he goes oh i don't remember yeah uh so you know it is but that's that's really cool i mean i definitely want to go there i i also encourage anyone maybe you can do this in the philadelphia area going to mitchell and ness that place is fun wait i will definitely do that i'm usually not in like COVID times but like i usually would be there like every weekend to go get like dim sum in chinatown and i would love to visit that yeah write that down that's definitely um we talked to a Jersey vendor, uh, Twill and Polyester is what he goes by on mm-hmm. Instagram. And before he moved to Spain, he was there. And that's how he found out what uh, player template they were using for all of their jerseys. That's because he was like, why are they so long all the time? And why are your sizes like so different? And it's, it mainly comes down to because... Uh, they use like a super big goon player to do the template <laughs> off of. So I forget his name, but I know people are hating me for it. Um, that is really fascinating. I- I'll have to definitely add that to my. I spoke visiting like Jerry Cosby's in New York City. Mm, what was that like? I actually have never been because oh, okay. when, I, when I learned about them, they had closed because of the pandemic. So, right. um, but you know, they are the customizers, I think, for the Rangers and for originally for other teams yeah they did the bruins for a bit too classic customizers and um i know people use them for customizing just random jerseys now but mitchell and mitchell and ness i did not even realize that they were uh, in philadelphia so close i'll definitely make a trip there cool i've enabled you in a whole new way (laughs) well thank you so much bottle for being on i've really enjoyed our chat it's really nice to get to know you a little bit better and how you're as addicted as the rest of us even worse in some (laughs) respects not as bad in others um and i just wish you all the luck with uh your continued journey towards what you're collecting also your academics i hope they go well for you you. uh before we sign off i like to give everyone a chance to give shout outs or a place where we can find them on discord slash whatever if they want even more pings for jerseys that they're after so right um the mic is yours thanks for coming on really appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me this has actually been like i feel like i've learned a lot going through definitely making a trip a trip to mitchell and s but um first of all shout out to the micro group thank you so much for uh like just i'm so appreciative for having the opportunity to intern with you guys and um, honestly, such a good group of people. I have nothing but good things to say about um, how kind and helpful so many of of the employees there are. And I recommend that everybody take a trip there. 
and uh, check out the warehouse because it is probably one of my most memorable hockey jersey collecting experiences ever that it is incredible and i think nothing compares to just walking in and being hit by thousands and thousands of jerseys um so first of all that if anyone wants to find me i'm water bottle on discord nice and um we'll talk to you again on discord yeah happy new year all right see ya I'm not going to be able to do that.